1998, a movie came out directed by Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wells, starring Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Sandra Bullock. That movie was an animated film called The Prince of Egypt. And on that movie, there were a lot of animators. It was produced by DreamWorks Animation. And any time... I had no idea those people were in that movie. I know, me neither. But uh, during, during the production of this movie, there, there was an animator who told this um, author in this book through the New York Times, New York Times articles, that uh, it was known as the Gulag, one animator told author Nicole Laporte. If you failed on Prince of Egypt, you were sent to the dungeons to work on Shrek. Employees called it being Shreked. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Whoa. Universe. We're talking about the Shrek franchise. Rumor confirmed. What, what's your source? The New York Times. Oh, wow. So that is a true story. And I've been waiting all day to to intro the podcast like that. Is so, Prince of Egypt still good? I mean, I remember thinking that movie's amazing. I yeah. can't imagine it's not good. Yeah. I don't know anyone that doesn't like it. It yeah, it seems great. Um just Should a, we should we do some Prince of Egypt talk or No. <laughs> I, I think it's a good one. I don't remember much of that movie. Yeah. Other than watching it at Grace. Too bad they didn't make a sequel, forty years. And then finally, The Promised Land. Yeah. That would have been fun. Um, 40 years probably wouldn't have been. <laughs> um, so, like we said, this is the start of a brand new series. If it's your first time jumping in, thank you for listening. Welcome the, to Shrek. Yeah. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. All that jazz. Hopefully, you recently we rewatched this movie. Yes. Like I, we did. And... Um, what what was what did you think you were gonna think uh, going into the movie on a rewatch? Because of course I you saw gonna, it as a kid that there were no redeeming qualities. Yeah, like none. I thought a similar thing. I besides thought, like one donkey joke. Yeah, I thought that it was gonna be like I was embarrassed that I even liked this movie. I didn't feel that. I also was wondering if my if I would still like it because of the nostalgia. Because as a mm-hmm. kid, really, really liked Shrek to the point where I definitely had toys. Okay. Shrek toys. I think I had... They had a gingerbread man, smelled like gingerbread. I think I had a donkey thing. Maybe something else. I can't remember I mean? like at what capacity, like if someone gave it to me for a birthday uh-huh. or if it was like a Happy Meal thing. Well, they did do a Burger King campaign. Or Burger King. So, so you it know, was probably a, a I don't, Burger I don't King. don't know what, what at what capacity I had these things, but... I bet you it was Burger King. I'm, Maybe. But I'm yeah, I remember positive. I really liked it as a kid. It was a big, big Martinez kid flick. For everybody? Well, I mean, for the kids. I don't know about my parents. I bet your mom likes it. Yeah, my mom likes a lot of movies, though. Yeah. She's easy to please. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I yeah I thought of the same thing. I loved it as a kid as well, and I w- I just I was excited to do the series because I thought it was gonna be us just tearing apart every movie. Yeah, and it would be fun to listen to us just be like, ugh, yeah, another one. 
Um, newsflash though, the movie freaking holds up. It's pretty good. Yeah. So but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump right in here. Kay. The movie is directed by two people, Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. Andrew Adamson goes on to direct Trek Two. As well as oh, as well was... as Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian. Yeah. Uh, Stark de Soleil movie. Yes, I saw that. Wor- I, uh, Worlds Away. Worlds Away. I think that had a theatrical release. So, um, and then Vicky Jensen directed Shark Tale. Yeah. Um, uh, it's produced by Aaron Warner, John H. Williams, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and it's written by Ted Elliott, who also wrote Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Terry Rossio, who also wrote Pirates of the Caribbean, and oh. I think they wrote multiple. Or like a writing team? I think so, yeah. Because, um, yeah, they had the same credits, so I'm assuming yes. Uh, Joe Stillman, who did Gulliver's Travels. The um, Jack Black okay. movie. Um, Roger S.H. Shulman, who did Shrek. So. Cool. Um and this is something I did not know until we pulled this up. This is based on a book. Did you know that? Not until you told me. It's like a kid's book called Shrek with In, an exclamation point. Yeah, and it's written by William Steig. And why did he write it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is there re- like... Oh, oh I, th- I thought you Sometimes there's fun backstories yeah. behind why the author wrote a children's book. Like, oh, I wrote it like he wrote it for his children right. for this reason or... I didn't come across that. There might not be anything. Yeah. Did he illustrate it? Oh, crud. You're asking me two questions. Is it like a know. picture children's book? I think so. I got I just, pictures. I just wrote... Well, yeah, work on that while I say... Um, so it was published in 1990. And there, here's a couple of differences between the two. Shrek can breathe fire. What? Uh, parents force him to leave home and he meets a witch who says a donkey... Who, a witch? He meets no a witch way. who says a look donkey. Look at this. Look at this. What? 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 That's the one and only Shrek. No, look at the picture. Oh, oh, look this up, folks. It's bad. It, it's like a. It actually, I think, it looks a kid, like his kids drew it. Yeah, he's he's ugly as they come. Wow. Um. So yeah, he Shrek can breathe fry, fire. His parents force him to leave home, and he meets a witch who says a donkey is going to take him to a knight to conquer and marry an even uglier person than him, and that is the princess. Um, did you just burp too? Uh oh, we're double burped already. Well, actually, you know what goes really well with burping? The franchise Shrek about a really gross guy who burps and farts a lot. Good point. Uh, music's by Harry Gregson Williams. Uh, what a bummer. Wait, is it by two people? Did I write this note wrong? Um, I think the music is by two people, unless his name is this long. Hang on a second. Did you find out if he illustrated it or not? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, the music is by Harry Gregson Williams and then also John Powell. And yeah. Then John Powell did The Martian, The Town, and Prince of Persia. Wait, William Steig wrote it? He wrote the book, yeah. He also illustrated it. He did? Okay. Um, I would hope so. I hope he didn't hire an illustrator for believable. that. Believable. 
Uh, and then it's a DreamWorks distributed and produced film. And so, do you want to hit the actors? Well, didn't you mention Steven Spielberg was going to do it? Well, so, uh, he wasn't, I don't think he was ever going to do it, but DreamWorks is his company. Yeah. So, he when, when they got the rights to it, he initially sought to do a traditional animated film in 91, and that was going to have Bill Murray as Shrek and Steve Martin as Donkey. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind yeah, of a no, similar pairing I just, I pairing also can't really imagine it because... It, yeah, it's kind of iconic, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he that's what he initially wanted to do. Uh, a couple others that were up for it. Yeah. Nicolas Cage offered role. Why was... That would have been so interesting. But he didn't want to look like an ogre, so he didn't take it. Very wise choice in his part because he's already so attractive and charismatic and yeah okay well and actually i won't i'll save i'll save the next one because it's it's more on the production side of things than it is just an what if scenario I we were doing so, the production side of things oh well did you want to do actors or do you want me to just keep going through the production i can notes? do actors yeah hit the actors so you have mike myers who ends up being trek the ogre mm-hmm. um before this, he's had some pretty classic, notable comedies that he was in. First one being Wayne's World in 1992. And then So I Married an Axe Murderer, Wayne's World 2, 1993. I've not seen the Axe Murderer one of you. No, but who has talked to us about that movie? I feel like there's... I mean, it's a pretty popular movie. The Phelps. Oh, okay. Renee and Alan say that's a pretty funny one. Then you have Austin Powers in 1997, and then the second Austin Powers in 1999. Okay. And then Shrek. Oh, okay. So it's just like hit, hit, hit. So hit, he's hit, pretty. Hit, hit, hit. He's uh, unstoppable at this point. Yeah, Eddie Murphy more unstoppable. I would say. Really. SNL. Well, also I forget slash skipped over when Mike Myers was in SNL. Oh yeah. But Eddie Murphy SNL nineteen nine nineteen eighty to eighty four, and then in nineteen eighty four Beverly Hills Cop comes out. Huge funny movie, which has Mike from Breaking Bad in it. Does it? He's the bad guy. Jonathan Banks? Yeah. For, I'm pretty sure because when I watched Beverly wow. Hills Cop, I was watching Breaking Bad. That I did not I'm know pretty that. Su- I'm pretty sure it's in. Actually. I think I saw. Well, if you I'll look it up yeah. while you keep going. And then The Golden Child in 1986. And then Beverly Hills Cop 2, 1998. Beverly Hills Cop 3, 1994. Vampire in Brooklyn, 1995, which looks just about good enough to be a bad movie night movie. Oh, he's definitely in it. Cool. Did you hear me? I saw another bald guy and I was like, oh, you're wrong. But no, it's not him. We need to watch Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> the poster was just not great. Really bad. I'll look it up while you and keep going. And then Nutty Professor, <laughs> 1996, which is a very iconic movie for him. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, but like when I was a kid and I loved it. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry. I love Dr. Doolittle. Oh. I did see Nutty Professor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this vampire in Brooklyn. Can I see it? Oh my gosh. It's like a sepia toned. It has it has the city of Brooklyn, a moon, and then Eddie Murphy looking directly into the camera like he's up to no good. And then Angela Bassett just What's the tagline? Waiting to get into into like his arms. What's the is there a tagline on the poster? A comic tale of horror and seduction. Sold. That um, looks that looks rough. So Doctor Doolittle and Mulan 
were both in 1998. And oh Doctor- yeah, Mulan. Yeah, he's um Didgeridoo, the uh, Dragon Boy. Neither neither of those names are correct. He is. He's not Didgeridoo or Do. He is. Yeah, Michi I'm looking it up. Mishi, Mishi. So Doctor Doolittle slash Mulan. So when I was a kid, my favorite actors were Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey. That makes so much sense. Um, big, big reason. Oops. Sorry, I just really gotta know. But Mushu, Mushu, Mushu. You're right. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially Doctor Doolittle was funny. Also, I loved animals so much as a kid, and, and I just talking. like guess what? <laughs> borderline prayed to God that I would wake up being able to talk to animals. Yeah. Because I. I loved, I thought that was like the greatest gift God could give someone. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I love Mulan cause he's super funny in Mulan. And then, you know, he's mm. great in SNL and stuff. Love he's Eddie very funny. He yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he'll ever have a comeback. I know. Because he, he's definitely like his career has gone down. It's been interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe next year when Shrek five comes out, he'll, He'll have a, have a recovery, yeah. So then in 1999 is the movie Bowfinger, which I was telling Micah previously as I was looking this stuff up. Very funny movie. Recommend it to people. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen it on TV, but it's a great Steve Martin movie. And you have Eddie Murphy in it. And it's so funny. Yeah, you, okay. you should. We should get it. And yeah, watch that, it. that would be a fun one. And then Nutty Professor 2 in 2000. And then... Shrek. And then Shrek. Okay. And then you have Cameron Diaz, who I never thought I would look at her IMDb page, but here we are today. Yeah, Jordan's not a big fan of But what is what is interesting is her first acting credit ever is The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is insane because she's uh, one of the leads. So there was no like TV shows or anything? That was just... That was it. Huh. She, was it really she must is, have been I mean, from have, stage or I need something? To, I need to look her up further because that is just like so fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and then in 1997, so that was 1994. 1997, she was in My Best Friend's Wedding. And then 1998, I guess she's in she Fear. She was in Your Best Friend's Wedding? No. Um, she's in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I guess. Okay. Haven't gotten past 10 minutes to know that. Isn't that kind of, in in? isn't that movie kind of like a... You know, like a Terrence Malick movie where there's just a ton of people in it and they're in it for, you know, two or three minutes. Probably. And stuff. Like I said, I have not gotten past 10 minutes in that movie. Right. That's true. So I, but I, I feel like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Obviously it's weird. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of the movie. The book's good. I've read the book. Um, And then same year, there's something about Mary, which I've never seen, but oh, I know yeah. it's a very famous movie. It's a pretty movie. funny movie. And then being John, John Malkovich is 1999. She's in that movie. Yeah. So yeah, she's a, one of the stars. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, she's in Charlie's Angels in 2000. Wow. And then Trek. Okay. So and she's, then, she's pretty relevant. That, so far, they have relevant. a very relevant She's cast. like, I, I mean, like household name. She, I mean, yeah. to me, Cameron Diaz is very much 90s, early 2000s to me. Yeah. Well, with that haircut. I mean, come on. Sure. I don't know what her haircut was. She's, she's blonde. She looks 90s. Let's put it that sure. way. Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. And then John Lithgow, who plays Far- Lord Farquaad. He plays Fargo. <laughs> um, 
he he's got so many acting credits it's insane yeah uh, so i just pulled like he's in that twilight zone remake uh the twenty thousand feet one yeah uh, uh terror at twenty thousand feet. feet the like twilight zone movie with like the yes. four different yeah segments. and i that one i remember seeing remember watching and that one scared me yeah because he you, I, you've have you seen it I've seen the Shatner one. Okay, so I've seen like the original and then the the Terror at Thirty Thousand with Adam Scott. Okay, I so I think one. this one he he believes he sees a colonial man mm-hmm. on the wing. It probably is the same as the William Shatner one. The, in the William Shatner one, he sees like a monster. Okay, on I think the I've seen that wing. one too. Because that I, one is crazy. I like see the face of the monster in my mind, and that really scared me too. It is so scary. Maybe I've seen that one. I've definitely seen this one though. Because every time you're on a night flight, you just think maybe maybe isn't he isn't the creature like wet like, i think he's like really sticky. hairy like hairy and sticky though i don't remember that but um but the the john lithgow one's really scary too from what i remember mm-hmm. um but also it's a really good one and then he's the reverend and footloose he is the one who bans dancing crazy in 1983 crazy that i've never seen footloose we should watch sometime we should it's just a class it's an american yeah. classic um i was just kind of like okay i've seen it yeah it's also great kevin bacon yeah role and then the manhattan project 1986 harry and the hendersons 1987 that's when that the family adopts the sasquatch for, for the macaws <laughs> it's insane it looks so crazy and then in two what, the harry and the hendersons yeah. is insane what do you mean remember we watched like the first like the intro to that movie oh yeah and it was like so long and it wasn't well also it was just crazy yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah, it was, it, that was like a repeater at the, it, it, that was, um because you know, there was the switch from VHS to DVD, uh-huh. and um that was a movie where like, my dad, my dad was like, oh my gosh, kids, we found Harry and the Hendersons on DVD so we can keep watching it, and it was like, oh, oh my gosh, and then I went to my Aunt Robin's house, the one that we didn't stay in, but the one down below, when they still live there, and I was like, oh my gosh, my dad just got this. I think I was in sixth grade at the time or so. And I was staying the night at their house and I put it in and then a little bit into it, I turned to her and I was like, I guess I remember it just being funnier <laughs> and better. No way. And it was kind of weird because it was the first time I realized like that like my opinion would change on something. Oh, on Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah, and she was kind of, she it just cracked her up. She talked about it for like years afterward. Oh, really? how, how I would bring that up. That movie's just one of those movies where the makeup of the sasquatch guy Mm -hmm. to me as a kid would probably scare me yeah and i wouldn't be able to enjoy the movie that's why it's crazy to me oh man it's one of it's one of those like 80s movies that are for children that's actually creepy (laughs) which is all 80s movies for children um and then for john lithgow in 2000 he was don quixote oh okay which we watched oh yeah i remember liking that movie yeah i remember being really funny yeah. And then he also, same year, he's in Rugrats in Paris. Wow. Yeah. I think I saw that in theaters. I think and I, I too. think <laughs> this is a little bit of story time. I just, I think uh, my dad went with me and he just went to sleep like right <laughs> yeah. away. And after the movie, I was kind of like, why, how, you know, I think I woke him up a couple of times and it was like, why are you sleeping? And he's just kind of like, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of weird thinking, like, someone would go to the movies and sleep. Have you seen uh, Rugrats All Grown Up? I believe so, yeah. Just, uh, did you know that Rugrats was like, Rugrats 
and Little Bear. For me and well for the Martinez kids, those were Little like Little Bear or Brother Bear? I think it's what's the, Brother Bear? Brother Bear's the cartoon with the two bears. <laughs> it's That's not her. Disney. I don't think it's Disney. Um, but Rugrats was one of our favorite shows. Yeah, I, we were big fan. Did you see the episode with the uh, watermelon? Oh, that scared me. Yeah, that, as a kid. Yeah, I always thought when I ate watermelon seeds, they were gonna grow. Um, no, Little Bear. Little Bear. That was I my favorite I don't show think too. I know about that one. Oh, it was so good. All I mean, it's woodland creatures talking. Oh, okay. That's for you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so love it. Anyway, well, we can stop talking about our childhood TV shows. <laughs> I could go on forever about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have any more people? No. Or were those your mains? Okay. Um, by the way, John Lithgow as Lord Farquaad. This is the first time I've watched the movie knowing who he is. Me too. Of course, I knew him from Harry and the Hendersons, but I didn't realize. I never put two and two together. And um, man, what a good casting. Yeah, I agree. Um, he is so good. Mm-hmm. He's got a great voice. Um. But okay, so the movie comes out May eighteenth, two thousand one. It had a budget of sixty million. Domestically, it makes two hundred sixty-seven million six hundred sixty-five thousand and eleven dollars. Holy crap! Worldwide, the movie makes four hundred eighty-four million seven hundred forty-four thousand two hundred seven dollars. In short, a hit. So so crazy. Chris Farley. The fat guy in a little coat. Uh, he was hired and did almost all of the dialogue for the movie. And then he died. So really? then they, they, they were like, well, we're going to recast. And so they had... Like m- out of respect? I don't know. I would think probably a, a little oh, bit that's of... Oh, sad. I, po- I wonder what it would have been like. Yeah. Um... So Mike Myers insisted on a complete re- rewrite to get rid of all of like the Farley affectations and all of that stuff. Oh. And so Man, his his story is always yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. There's a good documentary on him. Is there? That I saw once on TV <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> uh when done recording, he asked to re-record so so Mike Myers did all the recording. Yeah. And then he asked if he could re-record it and try it in a Scottish accent. Oh, he just did Mike Meyer, like just his normal voice? I guess. Hmm. And then that's what we got. So pretty... I prefer it this way. Yeah, I think... Um, and I think I think I read something about this rumor that like he had this huge payday and like he was paid so much money to do it. And he kind of came out and said, no, I wasn't paid extra. I, I like did that because I really liked the I liked what was going on and oh. I wanted to try something else. I didn't do it so I could get paid more money. Oh. He's like I still got paid the same amount. Yeah. Um which is kind of respectable like he he believed in it, you know. Um and then there is uh this actress Jane Jane Ann Garefalo. I don't know who this is, but uh someone will probably laugh when listening to this. Probably over? No, I don't. Uh probably have a probably Probably Mike will listen to this and be like, come on, Micah, you should know who this is. Because I think I know who you're talking about. But she was fired from the project for voicing Fiona. And years, oh, I don't know who you're years later, Garofalo stated, I was never told why I was fired. I assume because I sound like a man sometimes. I don't know why. Nobody told me. But you know, the movie didn't do anything, so who cares? Ooh. 
So, she's got some beef with Shrek. Whoa, yeah, she's got some big beef with Shrek. Um, and then I just, I didn't get into the specifics, but they had a lot of trouble animating the donkey's fur. And that was like a, one huge thing that took that, them a long time to figure out. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, and this wins the first ever best animated feature at the Oscars. And, and it beat Monsters, Inc. It beat Monsters, Which is in... Sink. And I will say right now, Shrek, this rewatch of Shrek, haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm like, just simply, it was a delight. It really was. But it wasn't, it's still not even, it doesn't even touch Monsters Inc. It is is none of the like emotional draw either of Monsters Inc. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's something to be said for. You know, I don't I don't remember. I haven't seen Monsters Inc. in a long time and I haven't side by sided them, but I'm pretty sure the animation in Monsters Inc. is way better. Yeah. I mean they figured out how to do fur. Yeah. For that movie. And Well it sounds like they did too for Shrek. But I understand well, I understand but I mean, I know, when you I know. look at yeah. Donkey, it doesn't look well, he doesn't Donkey look compared good. to Soli. It's not great. Yeah. It's, it's like apples no and co- oranges. <laughs> yeah. Um that's crazy. That's just so crazy to me. Yeah, I By the can't way, I really think, believe that. I think Monsters, Inc. is my favorite Pixar movie. Really? Yeah. I'm going to make that favorite? call right now. That's over all of the Toy Story movies? Yeah. That's bonko. I really, really like... Although liked, it's amazing, so it's fine. Yeah, I really like Toy Story as a kid, of course. Toy Story 2, I've watched so many times. Toy Story 2, love it. Um, But Monsters, Inc., there's just something about... I don't know, I think just like... The toy aspect was really fun, mm-hmm. like toys coming to life. But yeah. this, to me as a kid, was just like they created things that don't exist yeah. and brought them to life. Also, I really like the story, and I really like the Toy Story stories too. Mm-hmm. But like, there, it's just I like it a lot. Yeah, and it's not me, like an e- it's e- not like an easy pick. No, no, no. You're picking the best of the best. For me, it's it's got to be a Toy Story. I don't know which one. Yeah, it's got to be a Toy Story, and then. Maybe a close second is Coco. Yeah, Coco's great. Coco's so good. And every time I Coco watch it, does I make cry. Me cry. <laughs> and it, it's always kind of better you know each time. funny? Do we so, own Monsters, Inc.? No. Oh, we should. One, we should buy it. Two, I am like sure that if I watch that movie right now, I would be bawling the end like a baby. When, when he leaves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tearing I up would, I thinking would about it. it. I would lose it, yeah. I shouldn't think, think I shouldn't think about it too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's talk about Shrek though. Let's talk about Shrek. So a movie opens with the story. What do you hear? No, oh, not yet. Yeah, well, it opens with the storybook. And and this is setting up the cleverness of the movie. And I think this is why the movie still holds up. Is he you see this hand that's flipping through a storybook and it's talking about a princess being locked in a tower. And then right away, the thesis of the movie, a page is ripped out and you hear Shrek go, like, that'll ever happen. And then you hear, like, a toilet flush and he walks out of an outhouse and he clearly used the book to wipe his butt. Yeah. And then you hear, somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. Ain't the jump is tool in the shit. That's right, folks. It's Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth with their best song ever. Yes. This movie is 
I, I think I said after we finished watching it, this movie probably sold so many CDs of the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, Because yeah. it was hit after hit after hit of the 2001. And <laughs> I burped again, just like Shrek would. Yeah. And I don't know if I've seen a movie with more montages, but it's as if they had all these songs they wanted to use. And it's like, just throw in another montage so we can use this song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which really i mean it really really dates the movie like <laughs> crazy but there is something to where like like if for example when the fifth movie comes out go ahead next year if it started and that song played you'd just be like that's shrek's anthem right yeah. there it'd be like a fist pumper yeah. moment i just realized that i think we owned that smash mouth album probably because of shrek <laughs> maybe we own the shrek soundtrack though you i mean it was popular yeah um so right away they established that this is a gross guy he's like showering in mud but he's not a guy he's an ogre so he's what does an he look ogre like? he's green he's got these cup ears I, well i don't need to describe him everyone and their mother has seen shrek um and he's like he's farting in mud and it's killing fish uh-huh he's squirting uh like <laughs> slug paste onto his teeth and this sequence if watching it now as i think as a kid it's really funny as an adult it's like oh yeah it's so gross it was pretty dang gross and that's when i was thinking okay this movie is gonna be just as bad as i was expecting it to be yeah i thought so too it doesn't get i keep burping sorry i know me too but you you do you kind of you learn about him he's ogres are nasty things mm-hmm. and while that montage the opening well i guess the title sequence is going through yeah you also see that there are some village people who are coming mm-hmm. an angry mob with pitchforks and torches to kick yeah. him out of this swamp and you learn very quickly that he is a very scary intimidating monster and that's why people don't want him but they're too afraid to actually do anything about it. And what every, all, the only thing that Shrek wants is to be left alone. Yeah. Because there's no one else like him. No one likes him. So he just wants to be alone. He's accepted his loneliness. He has. And he seems to be content with it. But we'll find out later. Maybe he's not so content yes. with that loneliness. Maybe he's just uh, compromised. Yeah. And then we're talking... Then uh, we see... In another part of the town, that they're selling um, fairy tales, fairy tales to like Lord Farquaad or something like that. What was the reason for it again? Um, is it just to get rid of them? Because yeah, I think just, they're just outlawing them. Yeah, which is a pretty interesting idea. I think. Yeah, like a, a cool little premise because it's that scene where all of them, all of the people are bringing in their fairy tales to sell them. And the funniest one to me is when Giuseppe brings Pinocchio yeah yeah and and he's like he you know he's a puppet and he's like i'm not a puppet i'm a real boy and his nose grows immediately and yeah, they take yeah. him away and i i think that's so funny to me and giuseppe looks exactly like the disney giuseppe right right which is really funny and i feel like a lot of this is like a lot of what they're making fun of funny enough are disney movies right and these a lot of the disney movies take them from old folklore mm-hmm. so i think you know that's why they can get away with it well, that's because it's in public domain, it's so in they public can make domain. their own but they, version of this. They end things. up just like kind of making them look like the Disney movie, yeah, to kind of like poop Which on is, their face, yeah. 
Which well, is and funny. then that's the whole idea. I th- yeah. You know, right from the beginning, seeing the storybook and being mm-hmm. like, this is the opposite of those stories. Yes. This is not Disney. Yes. This is a little bit twisted. Yeah. Which is, I think it's so funny. Yeah. I, I mean, it really, it really truly is a very clever concept on the I, whole thing. I agree. Which I thought it, this, whatever the concept was going to be, was going to be so lame and mm. like, like lazy. That's what I was expecting. And right off the bat, I was like, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, it's, it's been like eight years since I've seen it. So it really is like watching, probably like 10 years since yeah. I've seen it. It's really like watching a new movie. It, it was for me too. Yeah. And it is like for a movie that's 2001, animation is not a huge thing yet. Mm-hmm. This type of animation. It was pretty impressive. It was much more, I thought it was going to be like straight up ugly. Yeah. I will say, though, I don't like the humans. I don't think... I think the humans look wrong. <laughs> is it like the Uncanny Valley kind of thing? But is Like they look too human? Yeah, so there's this concept in, in creating like CG characters, especially, that the Uncanny Valley is like when a character looks too human but it's slightly off That's and when exactly, you look at it it like disturbs you it's like the polar express look yeah or like the polar Tintin. express does not bother me yeah i like i oh, like that animation yeah. this one is like they do accentuate like because they do accentuate certain features and make every like things look bigger mm-hmm. and the like bodies are disproportionate but the faces are proportionate yeah and it's unsettling to me See, I didn't find it as unsettling in this movie. I found it a little more unsettling in the second movie. In the second movie, it was a little bit less bothering. That's funny. So we flip-flopped. Because I I think that they made it a little bit... Well, I think the animation got better, so it just looked a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I still do not prefer it. I I wish that that they looked different in general. Um, So that's like the only thing that I really don't like because I know it could be different. Mm -hmm. All the other stuff is like... This is 2001. This actually yeah. looks pretty dang good. I do want to comment on some of it, though, as we go along. Yeah. Um, but then we meet Donkey. Yeah, and he... The talking know, donkey. You hear Eddie Murphy. It's a good casting choice. It really He's is. very funny. Um, and I thought that I was just going to be so annoyed by him, but he, it's pretty funny stuff. It's... No, yeah, he's hilarious. The movie just kind of works. It's, uh, it's almost Myers like... Mike Myers are good duo i know i wonder if they ever have done like anything live together because it'd, it'd well, be kind of funny probably oh yeah <laughs> would it'd be funny if there was like a cameo in a movie where they oh like yeah, showed like it like in a austin powers movie or something like that i don't know it's just an idea it's free you can take it hollywood okay um then the the ogre boy we're talking trek he's trying to figure something out and he meets up with the donkey and donkey and him well are, no when the when the anger mob comes to to kick him out of the swamp he sees a flyer that says like banning fairy tales oh that's so right then he just goes and says and is like what is going on yeah and then he meets donkey donkey starts following him he's being annoying as all get out and this is where i i wrote that um the lighting when it's high when when the lighting is really high like and high bright, up, like the sun uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry when it's bright okay the animation really looks bad yeah if it's a little bit on the darker side it it looks okay which is typically the whole thing with animation mm-hmm. right uh, i th- i think so isn't it like the lighter it is the the harder it is to animate or like the worse it looks because i remember you I'm told sure. me in the hobbit yeah the reason why the white orc looks so bad other 
than the obvious fact that he's animated uh-huh. is uh he's white i thought you told me this <coughs> oh i think this is white. a theory i have about oh, okay it. i don't think white. this is like a oh, okay. fact about animation well it makes sense to me like white is because there is less depth and shadow yeah it looks faker yes yeah so i, when you I told me that, said that blew my something mind. like that yeah yeah and yeah, it's it's hard to you know if it's a little darker, you can also cover up blemishes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So and Donkey doesn't look super great in this whole movie. No. Um. Yeah. He looks way better in the second movie. I agree. Um, but they both do. Yeah. Um, Donkey though, for being a <clears throat> like a normal, you know, technically a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has accentuated features, and he doesn't look like straight up a donkey like he does yeah but he looks more cartoony Mm -hmm. than like the humans do the humans kind of look like humans you know so i think obviously they do that because he's funny yeah Mm -hmm. um then donkey like is like hey can i stay with you i want to (coughs) hang and so they go to the swamp the ogre swamp and shrek Shrek, lets him stay for one night but he makes him stay outside and there's funny jokes throughout all this. They're, one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie, though, is when he they come over the ridge, and Donkey's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh man, what a crappy place! Like, who would ever live here?" And then he's like, "That's my place." And he goes, "That's a nice boulder. That is a nice boulder." And then I think I said that was a big Martinez laugh. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, and then this just has like for this is like etched in my brain when when Shrek pulls out his earwax and makes a candle out of it. When yeah. he's eating by himself, that's got to be up there on grossest things I've ever seen in movies. I think I agree with you. Um, um so sorry, I keep coughing. Um, so very, so like, I almost said ogres trying to sleep. <laughs> Shrek, Shrek is eating dinner, and he hears noises outside of his house, and it's like Donkey's like, "It's not me." Uh-huh. And then quickly, all these fairy tale creatures come into his house, mm-hmm. who have escaped from the humans. Well, no, remember the humans put them all there. Well, oh, that's right. But it starts off with just a couple of them, like Pinocchio, yeah, like three, three blind, blind mice. mice, the the pigs. I think maybe come in there, and he goes into his bedroom. His his bed and the wolf is there from Little Red Riding Hood, and that's one of my favorite jokes. What? It's, he's reading a magazine, yeah, and he just looks up and he's like, What? He's reading Pork Illustrated and there's Oh, a, I didn't even see there's that. There's a pig in a bikini on the front cover. I didn't even see that. That's even funnier. <laughs> and it's funny because that joke that joke <laughs> That joke keeps coming back. Yeah, that he's even just sleeping in movie. beds. Yeah. Oh, so funny. And he's wearing the that one I think it might be the second movie. No, the, yeah, it's the second movie. Oh, Don't say it. It's super funny though. It's a funny joke though. Um but but yeah, all of this stuff is like really funny and really clever. Yeah, it's it's the right way to do spoofy stuff. And they they use the all seven of... dwarves with the Snow White being thrown on the on his table, yes. and he's like, "What is happening?" They, they use all of the like things that we know of the fairy tales and make jokes out of them. Like we said earlier, like earlier when the three bears from Goldilocks are in cages and the little bears in the little cage, and he's like, "It's too small." Yeah. <laughs> That's like so. <laughs> Funny. and then there was a really funny three pigs joke well yeah they're like um lord farquaad sent us here he huffed and he puffed and then he gave us an eviction notice yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's there there definitely is like funny. humor in this one 
that are like they're for the parent jokes yeah and i i like did not get them as a kid mm. and there's a couple where it's like oh i i kind of relate to that now yeah that's funny well and and that that segues nicely into i think the reason this movie was such a huge hit is because they decided to put like a pretty large amount of adult humor in the movie yeah and I know there's a lot of, like, adult humor as inappropriate stuff in the movie. Yeah. But a lot of it is stuff about, like, real estate and just things that kids don't really get. Like, yeah, and like, And when Shrek you watch makes... it now as, like, a 25-year-old, a those jokes are some of the funniest jokes in the movie. Yes. Like, he served us an eviction notice. That's pretty Or funny. when they go to the castle where Fiona's locked away in and they're looking at it and Shrek makes that joke where he's like, he's like, the location sucks. <laughs> but look at that view or yeah, something yeah. or like, but look at the size of the place. And it was really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there are some crazy stuff though. Like, you know, the Farquad's name. Yeah. You know, if you, if you ch change the R, get rid of the R and you know, the F Y. I think most listeners probably already know. Yeah. I did not know that. I saw that like on a, back in the day, like it was like a, uh, you know, like a list, like 13 inappropriate jokes you didn't get as a kid in Shrek. Is that like when, have you ever looked at one of those articles that's like, and look at all these Disney movies where the penis has been inserted into the background <laughs> yeah. and you're scrolling through it and you're like, no, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing. It's so not true. Yeah. I always, There's that one about the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, That when you look at that poster, I th it, it really looks like a penis. It's crazy. Okay. But, so maybe um, someone saw that, yeah, and, and then, then they, they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna look in the background of all these movies," yeah. and it's like, "That's a tall building. That's a penis." Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think with that one, they they said it was like a disgruntled worker who did it, but yeah, it turned that. out that I think it turned out that it just wound up the shape just being there or something. I don't know. We don't have to talk about it. I think uh, you you're joining us for penis talk. Right Wait, now. how many Little Mermaids are there? Um, there's like three or four. But there's only one theatrical. Oh, okay. you know, and I, I That's... want, I want the us to do, a, you know, for the most part, like theatrically released movies. Okay. Um, so then we get the intro to Lord Farquaad, Far Far Farquaad, <laughs> and he's he's interrogating <laughs> he's interrogating the gingerbread man, and this is the funniest joke in the movie, right? Where he's like, he's asking him questions and he goes, do you know the Well, it's not the, the gingerbread man. man, technically, right? He's a gingerbread man. No, but, oh, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking of the muffin man. Continue, yeah, yeah. Continue and then, with what you you're know, he, he does the whole like, the muffin man? The muffin man who lives on Drury Lane? Well, she's married to the muffin man. Yeah, and it's, it's so And it's just funny. the funniest thing. And then um, it's kind of a long joke. Yeah, yeah. And, and John Lithgow, that voice of his. Yeah, he's got dang. a great voice. Um, and so then the mirror comes in, the mirror, mirror on the wall. And he does the whole, who's the fairest kingdom of them all. Mm -hmm. And it says, well, it's not a kingdom because you don't have a queen mm -hmm. or you don't have a princess or something. You need a princess to become a queen or king. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And then becomes into, and he turns into a dating show. It's like a, it's like a, uh, that Bob Barker show, the price is right kind of thing. Like door number one, you have this girl and it's a uh, sleeping or it's a um, snow white mm -hmm. uh then there's rapunzel i think no you have snow white sleeping beauty and fiona fiona yep and then the, the one of the funniest jokes on this that i missed as a kid is <laughs> he the the 
Lord Farquaad goes, okay, I want to get, um, I want the, I want Fiona. I want to yeah. choose Fiona. And then he's like, all right, would you like to hear what happens after midnight? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to know what happens after midnight? And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Just the funny. idea of like the mirrors trying to let him know. Yeah. And- great pretty pretty dang funny the whole sequence and so during all of this um uh he penis joke about farquad's castle what is that what is that no- <laughs> oh, oh it's when <laughs> so shrek and donkey go to <laughs> go to farquad's fortress to talk to him about all of the fairy tales showing up at a swamp Mm-hmm. And he sees the castle, and he's like, "It's very he, he tall." Goes, he goes to Donkey, and he's like, "He almost make it also make, also, ugh, it almost makes you think he's compensating for something, huh? Overcompensating, overcompensating for something. For something. Yeah, and it's um, and I, I think you and I were both like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, that's like the uh, it's yeah. We already talked about the adult stuff, anyway. Um, so they arrive at the castle, Donkey and Shrek, and then this is where the it looks like one of those old video games. Like the set looks kind of like Minecrafty almost. Yeah, like at the castle, like it, there's just not a lot of detail. I kind of like that the castle is so bland because I feel like in a way that was intentional. Because I'm sure Lord... it was to save money. <laughs> what? Just intentional to save money. Well, that makes sense too. But also, like Lord Farquaad isn't like that amazing or anything yeah he just had it's very corporate looking yeah to me that's true so then they walk inside and it seems very like they're at an amusement park also it's very quiet no one's around and uh they do the second joke that is that was i know as a kid to me was like that's bad and still today i'm kind of like that makes me feel like that's kind of bad still but it is funny since those kids are singing that song and yeah and they they almost say ass yeah, they say like, um, like wipe our faces. Yeah. I remember as a kid that made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was so funny at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then at this time we find out that Farquaad is he's trying to find a challenger because he's too much of a coward to go find Fiona himself. Because Fiona's locked in a tower, tower guarded by a dragon in a volcano. Yeah, and um, and so when Shrek shows up. He fights all these guys, and then the, he's like, "Go find oh, Fiona." What's the song? What's the and song? And I'll give you the deed. It's um, um, "Bad Reputation" by Joan Jett. Yeah, and it says the damn word in it, which yeah. is crazy. I just didn't, I didn't realize how because the the damn is in this movie in that song, and then I think Donkey says Donkey it. says it, and so which I mean, I wonder if a song it's like not as like it's not it's yeah. like overlooked and no one really. Like, they're not going to, like, make a note on it? I just, I think this movie's, like, kind of edgy for its time, and, like... Well, it's a DreamWorks it's, movie. It's not Pixar. It's <laughs> naturally edgier. It's just kind of funny. I didn't I didn't realize how edgy it was for its demographic, you know? Yeah. Um. Then they head out to go rescue Fiona, and they do. And what do we want to talk about anything that happens there? Well, they meet the dragon... Yes, and and donkey like uh, he he gets the dragon to show interest in him and kind of fall for him. Yeah, and it's kind of cute. It is and really funny. And then and Fiona's expecting this big romantic moment. She's expecting to be kissed awake. 
To which Shrek just like nudges Shakes her awake. Shakes her awake, yeah. And the whole time she's like, who, who are you? And, you know, she's like already in love with him, which mm-hmm. is the stereotype. It's like, yeah. you're my Prince Charming. I am devoting my life to you for saving me. And he's just like, whatever, lady, let's get out of <laughs> yeah. here. And then they finally get out of there and she, she's like, oh, let me, please let me see your face. I like want to know, like I want to see the face who has saved me from this. And then she sees he's an ogre and she's shocked. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's supposed to be a Prince Charming. That is what... It's supposed to be Prince Charming. Yes. Straight up Prince, Prince Charming, Charming. Not a Prince Charming. And that that is also just like what fairy tales have told her. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's cool because they're flipping. This the whole... It's just like, yeah, we're not doing that this time. Yeah. So... And, uh... But he... She's like, I'm going to wait here until he gets here. Because you're not the right guy. Mm-hmm. And Shrek is just like... He just picks her up and he's like, nope, we're going. Yeah. And then they're heading back to the castle. And this is when, uh, uh, is this when like the, the bond between them starts kind of happen, happening? Yeah. You kind of see like she, she is a, a princess. She's very proper upright, but she's also very like, like I think that one point Shrek burps and he's like embarrassed and then she burps and it's like, she oh, she's, louder. she's a little bit more of a tomboy than you might think she is. Yeah. She's kind of cool. And she sings so loud it blows up a bird mm-hmm. and fries the eggs. And then you know that she has this, you know, it's like almost sunset and she's like, we need to go to sleep. We need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she's so freaking out about it. And it's like, why though? Yeah. But she won't say. And then we f- we find out that Shrek's like, everyone just judges me. and So I just prefer to be alone. So you find out that he doesn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. He just prefers it over the alternative. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a I I like that whole message in it where where donkey's trying to get him to understand like but I like you and I want to be your friend yeah. like why why can't you let me be your friend yeah and he is he's a good friend like the whole time because yeah. like that's really good too when um they have that huge fight about it and then um Shrek is just kind of like you know he confides in everything and then donkey looks up at the stars and he's like Are there any donkey stars up there. And it just yeah. like goes right back to being a friendship, and it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Robin Hood attacks him. They do a Matrix spoof, mm-hmm. and she fights him like crazy. Mm-hmm. Shrek gets a, an arrow on his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we find out. Gosh dang it! This Fiona gal, there's something strange about her. At midnight, she becomes a dang ogre. That's at sunset. It's not midnight. When the sun goes at down. At sunset. Also known as midnight to Micah. Oh. <laughs> so it's, mid- it's way past midnight right now. Yeah, it is. Um, We find out she's an ogre. And um, and then Tr- uh, Donkey discovers her. And Shrek and Fiona, they've been getting real chummy. So Shrek's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to her and tell her I like her. Yes. And then he overhears at just the wrong moment them talking about Fiona and her ogreness, but it sounds like they're talking about him. And so he's like, screw Fiona. I don't like her anymore. She's mean. Mm-hmm. And then Fiona gets up the next day and she's like, how come you're being so mean? And he goes, there's Farquaad right over there. You go See you home later. with him. And then Farquaad comes up and he's wearing armor that's too big for him that they have to pull him out of because he's so short and that's kind of funny it is a funny joke and um this is where i wrote 
Cameron Diaz's performance isn't great. It's, it's just okay. okay part of me. the part of the problem I have with her just in general is her voice. So yeah, it's kind of hard when that's the only thing she's using for a movie. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's not bad. It's just I don't know. I it it didn't. She's just like being. I I don't know. I, like what I'm about to say is you could even like she's just kind of like being her. Like she's just being like whatever she talks as. Yeah. When like Eddie Murphy's being Eddie Murphy, but he's like he's like playing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's just a little like normal to me. Well, and and it might be like those the Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy they're being themselves. But she doesn't have like that bombastic personality. She like she doesn't have the uh-huh. like iconic personality. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah. could just be wrong. I mean, it's fine. I just yeah. it it doesn't like blow me away or anything. It's not like the fairy godmother in Trek Two. No, not at all. She kills it. Come on. No. Um. So then they part ways, and she she gets she tries to get excited about marrying Farquaad, and she says, "Let's get married tonight." And Trek goes home and he's all upset and he's uh donkey follows him the whole way and he's listening to hallelujah on his stereo well no (laughs) No, we are though yeah it's it's a not diegetic it's non-diegetic um and uh yeah so he's listening to hallelujah well no he's not we are (laughs) (laughs) and um and then donkey finally convinces him you got to break into the dang wedding and you got to get that girl because mm-hmm. she's an ogre just like you but he doesn't does he tell her that him that i don't know because he keeps saying like i can't do that because he because she told him not to oh yeah because yeah he's saying ironically, i have a secret ironically fiona is very self-conscious of shrek even knowing that she's an ogre you know <laughs> Yeah, and then the, the dragon. Oh, during the Hallelujah montage suite sequence, Donkey reunites with the dragon. So the dragon takes Shrek and Donkey to mm. the castle, and the vows are happening. And Shrek breaks in and objects right before they kiss. Yeah, and they have a really funny thing where all the people attending the wedding have cue cards that is held by a soldier Hilarious. saying like, like reverent silence. <laughs> yeah. And then at one point he writes in "aw," and everyone says "aw," yeah. <laughs> and it's super funny. Um, and then Fiona and Trek are arguing, yada yada yada, about then, you know all it's that. like a classic romantic comedy. Yeah, they they set aside their differences, and a dragon breaks well, in and they eats all s- the bad guy. Yeah, you're just like run of the mill. That's like fifty first dates. It's like all every yeah. all the others. More than anything, though, it's just like. Oh, if you just would have been honest with the person. Like, if you just would have said yeah, the thing, yeah. this wouldn't have been a movie. But that's why the movie's interesting, because you have that tension. Yeah. You know. And I, I never really dig in movies when someone, like, overhears the wrong part of a conversation. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's oh, it's fine. I think it's kind of lazy writing. I think it's fine for Shrek because it's a children's movie. Yeah. I think But, in- I mean, in a, cri- in a critical lens, it's yeah. like, that, that to me is... Just- I think because they don't drag it on for too long, it's okay. Yeah. But I hate in movies when they have the misunderstanding and it's like half hour of the characters apart and you're like, all you need to know is that the person actually meant to say this and you heard that. Yeah. I agree with That you. is so infuriating. Yeah. But um, in the, in this movie, it's not too bad. No. Um, And then the, the dragon eats Lord Farquaad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Shrek, the whole thing too with Fiona. So, you know, she's cursed. Whenever the sunset happens, she becomes an ogre. This curse will be broken. Whoever she like w- with a true love's kiss. So she's kissed so by Shrek. like the idea was if Farquaad kissed her, she would be a human for mm-hmm. the re- forever. But her and Shrek kiss and she is now an ogre forever. Yes. And she accepts who she is. Although yes. she technically is not an ogre from the start of her life, but she accepts the new identity of the ogre. Yes. And Shrek accepts who they are. He, he well, it's is. like it's like this is who I am on the inside. Mm-hmm. I like mud, I like bugs, I like pooping, I like peeing. <laughs> I'm Fiona, the ogre. Yeah, and then they live happily ever after. They do get married. And they live happily ever after? What's that mean? It means that there's a sequel and you gotta meet the parents and maybe you're not gonna live happily ever after. I don't know. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's Shrek. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I think that none of them will be as good as this one probably in this rewatch. I can only speak to the second one. Mm Mm-hmm. When, when we cover it, but, um, yeah, the, the animation was, like I said, better than I thought in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it is crazy once you see the second one, just how the landscape just looks so much better. This, oh, this yeah. one, it's like, you could count the number of trees in a shot. When, yeah, when, you, when yeah. usually it's like, it's a forest, but this is like, there's about 10 trees I'm looking at and I'm, I'm supposed to believe this is a forest. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I get um, what you're saying. That being said, a lot of it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was into it. I was fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think that for animations though, like so, this one has more of a that realistic animation. I wouldn't. I mean, it's not close to Tin Tin or Polar Express because it's still cartoony. But like, I very much prefer the super cartoony animation. Yeah, like the the Pixar super cartoony. What's great about what Pixar has been, I mean, just what animation has been able to achieve in these last like 20 years is like everything has become much more texture. So like yeah. in Coco, Coco's very cartoony in every way, but like I feel like I can still touch everything and know what it feels yeah. like based on what I'm looking at. Um this for like Shrek it's like a little too real looking for me. In terms of landscape, like I wish they kind of like used the imagination a little bit more. Yeah, like sure. the castle was really cool. The volcano stuff was really cool because mm-hmm. I was very like, that's not a thing that it, it's very creative. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, as these movies continue, it gets more creative in that way. Yeah. And I think it will. So next week we're hitting up Shrek two. We very much strongly encourage you to press a rate of five stars, no less, on Please. Apple. And we encourage you to write a review. It doesn't even have to be anything about the podcast. Just like, what's your, fa- what's your favorite movie? What franchise should we cover? What's your favorite franchise? What, what, do you, what do you like? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. What's your name? Sure. Uh, thanks for listening. Next week, Shrek 2. Let's, you know, it is the Shrekening. So let's get Shreked next week as well. <laughs>